Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all. Welcome, DavidHeavener.tv. Welcome out there. Put your hands together. We're going to praise God this morning. You are the one that the Lord has made. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Good morning, everybody. I want you to get your coffee. First, I want you to put your hands together and praise God and say, thank you, Lord, because I am the one that you have made. Here we go. Well, I am the one. I am the one that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Yeah, I am the one that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am the one, I am the one that the Lord hath made. That's right. Good morning. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and say, I am the one that the Lord hath made. You know, God made you. He made me. And he made us for a specific reason, a purpose. And you know what? There is no one like you. No one. Um, no matter what the world says about you, no matter how you've been uh, treated or mistreated, uh, maybe you feel like a misfit, maybe you've got some physical ailments, uh, even, even emotional and mental God made you specific with a mold that when he made you, he broke that mold. There is no one, no one like you and no one like me. I want you to understand how important to God you are this morning, that you are the one he has made. And this is what we're going to be talking about. What has God made? Who really is God? First, I want to bring in my wife, uh, Shanita. Let's bring her in this morning. There we are. All right. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Really happy to be here. <laughs> so glad. What a treat. That, yeah, yeah. Do you have your coffee this morning, or uh, are you uh, drinking uh, caffeinated or decaf this morning? I'm on herbal tea, sweet and spicy. And as soon as herbal the coffee maker is clear, then it's my turn. Okay, herbal tea, sweet, sweet and spicy. You know, I, I don't have anything against people that drink decaf coffee. I just tease around a lot. But my God is caffeinated, okay? What I'm saying about God, God is all-powerful, and he's caffeinated. There's no decaffeination about, about God uh, right. this morning. Shanita, what's God laid on your heart? Message for everyone this morning? Well, like you said, I mean, we... The fullness of God is within us, the full energy. So That's we right. have full authority and his love yeah. compels us. So, yeah, I'd say that's a, yeah. a powerful yeah. source. I'm glad you said that because you are right. There is no one that has God's power except you and I. I'm talking about everyone out there that's God's children. Nobody. 
Think about it. We are the elect. The world doesn't have it. We have it. And yet we get shoved around, put at the back of the bus, Shanita. And I'm telling you right now, here and now, I'm putting the devil on notice. There's no more riding at the back of the bus for God's people. Putting devil on notice. We sit at the front of the bus. As a matter of fact, we drive the bus, okay? We're not going to take any more uh, hand-me-down, secondhand thrift store type nonsense from the world. God is God's people, and, and, and God is in God's people, and God's people is with God. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's throughout Scripture from Deuteronomy, if we serve him, wholeheartedly and cheerfully, then we are the head and not the tail. That's right. That's right. We have to understand when we we wake up in the morning, think about this. We wake up, we are royalty. All right. We, 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 we have possession of everything because God is our father. Mm -hmm. We own everything. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to control everything. Now say the ability, it doesn't mean we do. Because for lack of knowledge, God's people will suffer. And that's what's happening now. That's what I pray this time together this morning, Shanita, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that we come together as God's people and that we'll leave on another level in which we came with God's knowledge and God's power. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that you're you're willing to take the time to get a fresh revelation from God every week, that it's a high priority in your schedule. Not yeah, sure. you know, it, yeah, it, it's tough because people don't take online ministry as being uh, that important. Like, you know, we're treated like a stepchild. Uh, we're treated like a little bit less than you know, oh, it's not. But I'm telling you something. When you are assigned to give God's word, God's message, when God has assigned you to do that, that is the greatest responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's a greater responsibility than the president of any country. Because you are an ambassador for God. You're carrying the message right. for God. And that also, too, is true in chat. I see chat and we have a lot of brothers and sisters that are loving. They, they And I'll tell you, I've never seen a... a uh, ministry like this where people lift each other up. They're so encouraging. But we have a responsibility. Every word that's typed out in chat, mm-hmm. uh, God looks at, God holds us accountable, and we need to take serious because this is a time of encouraging people, lifting people up, telling the truth. And uh, so I'm so happy uh, that you brought that up. All right. Well, we're going to bring you on a little bit later to have some prayer requests. All right. But the, you know, so who is God? Uh, David, come on. I know who God is. Really? I thought I did too. See, we never know who God is except as days go by, except as hours go by, seconds go by, as God reveals himself to us more and more, and we go to a higher level. This morning, we're talking about who is God, and everyone may be on a different level, but I can guarantee you right now that if you'll open your heart, open your mind, God will show you more of who he is, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. God is new age. What? Blasphemy? 
How dare you say that God is new age? Don't you understand? New age is dirty. It's dark. It's, 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 hang on for a second. This is the problem. We're going to stop this right here and now. And I'm telling you what God told me. I'm not preaching to you. I'm talking to me. All right. One finger out and three fingers back. God is new age. God is middle age. God is old age. God is all age. God owns the ages. God is the God of age. Don't you understand? God owns everything. That's who God is. You see, the world takes these terms and well, he they take what God owns and they take a piece of it, they manipulate it, they pervert it, they bastardize it for their dark demonic use. And then Christians want to run away from it saying, oh, that belongs to the devil. Let me tell you something right now. Nothing, nothing, not one iota, nothing belongs to Satan. Nothing. He can own nothing. God owns everything. God is the creator. If you create something, you own it. God did not create something and just say, oh, I'm giving it up. Oh, look at Lucifer, look at him. Now, let's back up a little bit. God created everything. Satan perverts it. Now, Lucifer, he decided to abandon. God didn't give it away. Lucifer abandoned it. When we come to Christ, we come as people that are adopted into the kingdom. That's why we call him Father. And I want to get to that in a moment. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. See, God is the creator, and you are the, you are the created. And like I said, God's the Father, and you're adopted into the kingdom. We fell out because of sin. We come back because of the blood of Christ. We're brought back through Christ. But God owns us. God creates and the devil steals. God creates it and the devil steals it. That's a lie. He can't steal it. He'll, he will only steal it if God's people let him steal it. Case in point, Hollywood. Devil came and stole Hollywood. No, he didn't. God owns everything. God owns the media. God owns the cameras. God can do whatever God wants to do. He needs God's people. God needs his people to get behind it and orchestrate it. But no, God's people want to say the devil stole it. I'm going to take it back. You know you're not going to take anything back. You can't take something back that never left God. He owns everything. See, the devil, Satan, is a squatter. He doesn't own anything. He's a squatter. You know what a squatter is? A squatter is just somebody who comes in there and just hangs out, you know, finds an abandoned house and, uh, you know, not supposed to be there. But nobody's there, so he just comes in and hangs out. That's a squatter. Satan's a squatter. We have the right to evict him. You get rid of squatters. The world takes what belongs and perverts it. 
You see, what God makes belongs to God. You have to understand that. All things belong to God. Now, does God give people up? Does God give people over? Yes. When people hear the truth, they ignore it. He gives them over. There was a conversation between Jesus and the religious people. Your father is of the devil. God gave them over. But the devil doesn't steal it. What is God, some, some wimp that says, oh, you stole my candy? No, when people don't come to the truth and stay with the truth, God gives people over. You see, God's people have the power to do what needs to be done. But we have to understand that we are God's people. We have to understand that only you and I have the power. Because you're a chosen people. Go to 1 Peter 2.9. 1 Peter 2.9. I'm drinking my caffeinated coffee this morning. Good morning, everybody. Shelly, Linda, good morning. Scotty, good morning. Was it 12? Hmm. He does. He removes his hands. But that's God. God may, See, God controls everything. He owns everything. God is God. That, that's why I go back to the new age thing. I say God's new age. Ooh, blasphemy. God's new age. Old age. Middle age. All age. Devil just takes the segment and perverts it. You know, it's like the secret, you know, that, that secret thing was big, I don't know, 20 years ago. It's like um, uh, law of attraction. Oh, i got to stay away from that. Oh, it's a wait a minute. All they did was take things from the Bible, twisted it and perverted it, and sold it and made a lot of money on it. But you can't run from that. You can run from what they're doing. Obviously, you want no part of it. But you can't. You can't throw those principles out. See, they stole that. When I say they stole it, they, they didn't steal it. They just twisted it and perverted it. But yet we want to get scared and run the other way. No. You have the power to cast that demon out. Demon of deception. All right, let's go to 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. You your royalty. Understand that this morning. Look in the mirror and say, God, I am your child. I'm heaven's homecoming queen. No matter what I look like, no matter what I feel like, no matter what I've been through, no matter what other people are saying about me, I know, God, that I'm your homecoming queen. I know that that. I'll have my robe and my crown, and I know how you look at me. You look at me as a precious, precious, precious child. You look in the mirror, God, and you say, God, God, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your warrior. I'm your King David. I'm going to slay that Goliath, slay that giant. Every, each and every one of us have a giant. And God doesn't call big people to take down big things. He calls little people. He calls the ordinary to do extraordinary things. He calls the misfits. And he calls the broken. And that's why he calls us this morning. You, you are a giant slayer. 
Okay, verse 10, once you were not a people, but now you are people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. But why? Why do we look at God like this? Why is this happening? How have we missed it? How have we let the world get the upper hand? I'm going to talk to you about that. Let's go to Malachi 4, 2 and 3. Malachi 4, 2 and 3. Morning, Betty. Morning, Rob Willis. Morning, King of Mundo. Glory. God bless you guys. Let's go to Malachi 2, 4, and 3. And I struggle with this, folks. And I've been guilty of this. Let me tell you something. Matter of fact, everything I tell you, I've been guilty of a million times over. I guess maybe that's why I can talk about it. I can talk about just about anything because I've done everything and I've been everywhere. I mean, you can imagine. And well, I can't judge anybody because of my, you know, background. And I guess God uses people like me and you who have been through it, who have the scars, who understand we can't judge, but we can sure discern and we can tell the truth. And we're not afraid to stand up and take the hits. Malachi 4, 2 and 3. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. Listen to that. But for you who fear my name. It's not saying, but for you who love me. You see, this, this modern age religious system, this, this uh, apostate church system that exists now, they got this gooey sugar-coated love thing going on where they come every Sunday morning and gooey wave their hands and, oh Lord, you love me and I know I'm the best thing and I'm flying to heaven. And then I get tooth, truth decay. Not tooth decay, truth decay. Fear. Those of you who fear my name, do we fear the Lord? And this has been the problem. Religion has told us to love God, but they didn't tell us to fear God, to respect God. I sat in a coffee shop with the father not too long ago. He had tears in his eyes. Just cried like a baby. I said, what's wrong? He said, David, I, I have a son in the military. And he's very high ranking. And they give him all kinds of awards, medals. And, and he's very well respected. And he has always respected his commanding officers. But he's never respected me as a father. I've watched him as he climbed the ranks in the military and he respected that system, but never respected me as a father. So I have a daughter that plays on a sports team and she admires her coach and she respects her coach and does everything that needs to be done for the coach, but she doesn't respect me as a father. The point I want to make this morning, I've been guilty of respecting people and the world and things and systems, but I've not many times respected God, my father, my heavenly father, 
the way that I should have. Have you, have you been guilty of that? It's okay. It's okay if you have, because we all have. Think about it. Have you respected the government? Have you gotten a letter from the government and you, you, you get all nervous and you do everything that needs to be done or it's your job? The boss says, do this, do this. But yet our Heavenly Father who gave His only Son to die for you and I, who loves us so much, have we put God above that? Almighty God, forgive us this morning. We repent for not respecting you and making you who you are, making you God. Because I'll tell you something right now, folks. There'll come a day where you and I will have to choose. Will we respect man and man's system or respect God? And if we don't start now, we will fail the test. This morning, I want us to make a commitment that not in word, not even in thoughts, but indeed that we're going to lift God above everything else. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to do it. See, my God is an awesome God. Let me tell you something. There's only one God. There's only one God. There are not a bunch of little gods out there. They don't exist. It's all satanic. Oh, yeah. People make things they're gods, but that they're not gods. The Bible talks about this. This is made of wood and nails and metal. That's not really God. There's only one God. There's only one creator. He created you. He created me. He sent his only son to die for you and I. We have eternal salvation through one God alone. Uno. going to be in heaven with God a lot longer than be hanging out with our government or with our friends or with our bosses at work. Boss says to you, stop talking about Jesus. You say to that boss, let me tell you something, boss. There's only one God. I am a child of the living God. I will Talk about God when God tells me to talk about God. You're in school. Your child goes to school and he wants or she wants to pray. You encourage that child. You say, if God calls you to pray, you pray in the name of Jesus. God will not be censored anymore. I am not mad as hell. I'm mad at hell. The system has perverted God. See, religion makes us feel guilty. Denominations separate us. You're a Methodist, you're a Baptist, you're a Christian. No, we are children of the living. But I have my Baptist church. Listen, it's okay if you go to church. 
if it's a true church, if it's a church, and if your pastor is willing to stand up in the pulpit preaching against perversion, uh, 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 preach for saving children, and all the things that nobody else wants to talk about, if he's willing to do that, then I'd say you got a good thing going on. Anything less than that, forget it. This is my church. You're my church. Because we're two or more gathered in his name. And Jesus knew that we would be meeting like this. You don't have to physically be with somebody. Now, the Bible talks about fellowship. But at that time, there was no such thing as what was going on there. Man's mind didn't understand this. We are having fellowship as we speak. Now, I encourage people to get together one-on-one, two-on-one, three-on-one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I encourage that. It's very important. But don't think that getting together with a bunch of apostate Christians on a Sunday morning is going to save your rear end. Because all it's going to do is confuse you. Unless they are telling the truth. Y'all are my church, Skycat, Peter, Rhonda. You all are my church. You're my brothers. You're my sister. Jesus looked out there and said, you want to see my family? Don't look at the biological family. Look at my spiritual family. You're my spiritual family. I'm here because of you. Do you know that? I'm here because of you. Because... Many of you were out there praying before I even showed up. You were out there praying and said, God, I'm lonely. I, I, I need fellowship. I need to be around my family. And of course, God could have chose a rock. He could have chose a donkey, but he chose me. I humble myself. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm just dumb enough. I'll do things. But then we showed up almost a year ago. Can you believe it? We're almost going on a year of meeting on Sunday mornings. I said, God, I don't know. Do I have time for this? Can, can I do? I mean, and God said, you'll do what I ask you to do. I said, yes, I will. Yes, I will do what you ask me to do. But religion creates guilt, creates denom- separation through denominations, self-doubt and insecurity. Tells you everything wrong that you have with you and that you need them, that church, to make things right. Religion creates hate. It does. Look at through the years. Wars. It creates wars. And then name a religion. People have died, not for God, but for their religion, for their denomination. Religious. Religion creates perversion. Look at all the Catholic priests. Religion. They're perverted. Not all of them. Many of them. A lot of them. Some of them. Little boys. Because they're told they can't have, you know, SEX relationships. So it creates perversion. And all of this is deception. But not us. And we say that humbly. Not us, not on our watch. Let's talk about repenting. Someone sent me an email on repenting. There's two kinds of repenting. 
There's repenting to God, and that's what we're doing this morning. We're repenting to God, and there's two types of repenting to God. One is a repentance unto salvation. The other is a daily repentance, hourly moment, if you're like me, constantly repenting. Because you want to walk with God, stay righteous with God, and you want to, 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 to tell God what's on your heart. You're hurting. You stumble. I don't know if you're like me, I've stumbled. So there's repentance to God. Just like I'm repenting this morning, I had to because I wasn't fearing God, respecting the God, God the way that God needs for me to respect him. But then there's also another repentance to people. Difference between uh, repenting to God and repenting to people is God doesn't need an apology. doesn't mean you can't apologize. He doesn't need it. He needs reformation. He needs to see a change. When we repent, we turn away from. This thing about God, I'm sorry, and turn around and do it all over again every day. I'm sorry, I'm doing it. I'm sorry. And this confession booth, you go into a confessional, and there's some guy sitting behind there. It's probably done more perverted things than you've done and I've done. And he's listening to you repent. Who in the world came up with that? Well, I know who came up with it. Satan. You don't put a man in a box. And you're going to go in there and tell him all the things you did. And you think that God has now cleansed you? Are you kidding me? Or, or better yet, you're going to go to a to a Christian pastor counselor and you're going to unload everything thinking that now that I've told my pastor, God is now happy with me. Give me a break. There's repentance to God. There's repentance to people. And we're going to talk about the difference between the two because too many people have been injured by it, including myself. People need an apology because they're human. I'm sorry. I'll say they need it. They'd like to hear it. I'm sorry. Go to someone, I'm sorry. Why? Because God sees your heart. People can't see your heart. When you go to someone and say, okay, I'm going to change, people can't see that change in your heart. God sees it. So therefore, when you tell people, when I tell my wife, I'm sorry, she, she hears me say something that is uh, hopefully a condition of my heart. Your repentance between you and God is only between you and God. Let me say that again. Your repentance between you and God is only between you and God. No one else. You don't need to go to your pastor. You don't need to go to your friends. And you don't need to get uh, approval from them that you are going to God for repentance or, or, or a, uh, some, some type of, um, uh, I don't know, a certified stamp of approval, the fact you did go to God and repent. Now, it's nothing wrong with telling people, you know, I, I sinned and I did repent as a testimony. When it helps other people, I do that. I say, I slipped and fell. You know, I have an addiction. I did this. It, it, it lets people see that we're all human, right? And we lift each other up. Nothing wrong with that. But folks, you don't go and tell man 
what you tell God, man can't handle it. Man's, we do have the mind of Christ, but we're still human. Do not tell people about your intimate conversations with God or your inadequacies because they'll use it against you. Now, again, I will say things about me, my inadequacies, and do people use it against me? Yes. But do I care? Well, here's a quarter. Call someone who cares because I don't. Now, I care about you all. I love about you all. But if people come, they start banging on me because of something that I'm going through or something that I, I have done in my past. Uh, I've learned to give them a quarter and go find, find a payphone, though there's no more payphones. I say, here, here's a cell phone. Go call somebody who cares. Now, you just have to folks listen, because I've been through so much. and I know you have, too. You get to the point you go, listen, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't go down this road anymore. And I see these churches and they want to call people forward or they want to talk about people who aren't there and they want to talk about their sins. I have yet to sit in a church that uses the Bible as a model to call people out who's living together, who's caught in, you know, uh, perversion or caught up in addiction. I've yet to see a church do it in the way that I feel like it has resonated with my soul, meaning it's not about me. It's about I feel like God was in it. Is the model correct in the Bible? Yes, it is correct. But does man not get it right? You better believe man doesn't get it right. You see, when a religion, now listen to me, a religion, a denomination, a religion stands up and uses something in the Bible like that, calling people, uh, uh, you know, forward and, and saying, hey, you did this, you did that, or worse yet, they're not there anymore, and they're calling them out, maybe kicking them out of the church. It, 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 forget it, because first of all, they don't have a platform to stand on. They are a religion. They are a denomination. If they adhere to their denomination more than God, they are disqualified. I know they mean well. Probably so did Hitler in some weird, perverted way. I don't know. But man is so far gone right now when it comes to the church system and religion and all of this nonsense. So far gone. How can they get things right like that? Forgiveness. Seek forgiveness first from God, first from God, and then people. Don't, don't go to someone and ask forgiveness first without asking God forgiveness. First of all, it'll never end up right. It'll never end up right. Oh, I hurt somebody. Would you forgive me? Well, first I need to go to God and ask God to forgive me for hurting you. I had to go to someone and say, forgive me for hating you two years ago. Yeah, I hated you when you said that. It just made me so mad. I just hated. But I have to go to God first to say, forgive me for hating that person two years ago. Forgive me for stealing your pencil off your desk when I needed it. I should have told you. God has stole this pencil. Forgive me. 
Should you tell someone what you've done, not to them, because if you did it to them, they would probably know it. I'm talking about something in your life that you did. Should you go to your family and friends, bring it up and ask forgiveness also? Well, it's between you and God, number one, but let me just give you a few things here. If you go to God and you repent and you ask God's forgiveness, he will forgive you if you're genuine. At that point, you are not required to go to everyone in the universe now and lay out your dirty laundry. You don't need to bring up something you did because the chances are bringing it up and telling someone what you did is going to cause more harm than leaving it alone. Why? People are just human. I've often said to my wife, I said, you know, someone came to me and apologized for doing something to me I either forgot about or didn't know about. I said, but now it bothers me more than I wish they hadn't told me. But you see, when you go to God and he forgives you and you still have guilt, you got a question, where's that guilt coming from? I don't think it's coming from God. It's probably coming from Satan because Satan wants to keep causing, causing, causing chaos. And this is where people get it wrong. So when you talk about repenting to God, let's talk about the things that keep us, keep people out of heaven. And I'm just going to name a few. There's many of them that we repent for. Adultery, drunkenness, sorcery, lying. Talking to the dead, fornication, murder, hating, unforgiveness. I said unforgiveness, not forgetfulness. Addiction. But struggling with these things does not mean you are one. I don't care if you're addicted right now. If you're struggling with it, meaning your flesh, and you've got it's a it's a it's 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 a, a war, principalities, uh, spirits in high places. But you're struggling. You don't want it. You slip and sometimes you fall. That does not mean that you are going to hell. It means that you are now in a war. You're now struggling. Now I'm not saying you should stay there. You're not. You're going to win this war, but it doesn't mean, listen, you're in the flesh. It won't be over, baby, until Jesus comes back on the horse. Opens up his mouth, that tongue comes out as a sword, slays the beast, his eyes are fire. That's when your problems will be over. But struggling with these things does not mean that you are an adulterer, a fornicator, a sorcerer, a liar, a murderer. It means that you are struggling with these things. Now, if you're wrapped up in it and you ignore God, matter of fact, if you were doing that, you wouldn't be here right now. You'd be turned away from God. So don't let anybody say that you are not going to heaven because you're still struggling. That is a lie from hell. We struggle with dark spirits. 
Sin means there's opposition, resistance. But it's when you give in and you become it and no longer look to God, then it is over. But that's not you and that's not me. We wake up every morning and say, God, help me. You have a consciousness of God. You know that you're a God's child. By the way, I, I have a word out there for some Christians that don't seem to have any problems. You got a problem. Yeah, I'm, I run into Christians, mostly religious people. You know, they got their Bible, Sunday morning, you know, clean shave, chewing, chewing gum, hair combed, you know, going to Starbucks, smiley. I'm sitting there, you know, unshaved, scraggly, doing my nut, you know, and they're so happy. Hello, brother. How are you? Hello, sister. How are you? And they're so happy. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to my church. You should hear my pastor speak. Oh, he says such words of wisdom. Oh, and that band, they just rock it out. I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, you got a problem. Because the God I know, there's only one God. The God I know said that we will struggle. The God I know says there will be persecution. The God I know said they will hate you because they hated me. And I ask pastors all the time. I say, I want to know how many people hate you. And they say, I don't, nobody. I want them to love me. I said, then you got a problem. Do you know how many pastor friends I've lost in the past, I don't know, nine years? They weren't really friends. They just don't communicate with me anymore. Here's a lie. We can all be like Jesus. We can all be like Jesus. Wouldn't you like to be like Jesus? Accept Jesus and you can be like, you can't be like Jesus. That's a lie. You didn't hang on a cross. I didn't hang on a cross. There's only one son of the living God, and that's Christ. And we are not him. Now, I know what people say. We want to have the follow Jesus. We want to have the mind of Christ. We would, you know, these things will follow those who believe. Yes, that's true. But you can't be Jesus. But you can have the power of God, and you do have the power of God, and I have the power of God. These things shall follow. What things? Going to church on Sunday morning? Joining a denomination? But no! Cast out demons, raise the dead, heal the sick, and preach the truth. Now, I haven't raised any dead yet, though I have spoken to people that were brain-dead Christians, and they have come to the Lord. Maybe that's raising the dead. And I didn't do that, by the way. God did it through me. That's a form of raising the dead. I guess there's zombie Christians out there. Uh, but physical dead, man, I'm just waiting on that. I'm waiting on that. And I'm believing on that. Let me know if you guys have raised the dead out there. I need, I need to know. Okay. All right. Uh, let's bring Shanita in. We're going to do uh, have some prayer requests, uh, praise reports. Um, so let's... Uh, Shanita, you out there with me? Hello. Let's see. 
Are you out there with me? Well, I'm here, but how do I? All right. Well, you can um, go ahead. Consent. All right. Huh. Well, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I sure can. Yeah, just it doesn't say I'm here, but yeah, you're there. You're there. Oh. All right. <laughs> just because just because technology doesn't say you're there doesn't mean that you're not there in the name right. of Jesus. You see, so it supersedes. So see, Satan. This is another example, folks. Satan wants to keep. He does not want God's truth to be preached. Mm -hmm. He does not want God's people to be together. So he pulls these tricks on technology and on social media, and it's man. It's it's, it's satanic. But yet God says, I'm superseding this this morning. Yeah. I'm going to take it over. Okay. What's God laid on your heart? What kind of prayer requests? What kind of praise reports? Well, we do have a praise report. You know, when my mom was hospitalized last week, you all were praying for her. And thank you. She has discovered that the solution can be a lifestyle change rather than adding another med. So we're really grateful for that. And this has been a, a good week with no more episodes. So. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And I believe God's given you some insight into the situation. So we want to pray that the right. what you've understood will be put yeah. into practice. Absolutely. And quick, real quick, with your mom and dad, and this is with anyone who's getting older, when you don't have a purpose, doesn't matter how old you are, you've got to have a purpose in life. God mm -hmm. never, uh, there's no such thing in the Bible, Shania, called retirement. Now you yeah. can stop doing something, but God always has something else for you to do, right? Okay, so we got here. Michelle says, pray for my mentally ill nephew who's being abused by the system and his mother. Uh, okay, we're going to be praying for you, Michelle. Shanita, do we have any other uh, prayer requests here? Yeah, Diana has called in. Her husband was murdered. He was a pastor and in a hospital in northern Indiana. Harvest, his organs were harvested. So we're wow. praying for her comfort and for that evil to be exposed and stopped. And uh, we're praying for Cassandra, for Lisa Marie's friend, for our nephew and for both of your sisters and for Tabitha, for Trish, for Diana and for your cousin's boss, his wife. He, he just passed away yesterday. Okay. And, and then we have a praise report from a family we've been praying for in the UK. And then also in the UK, we're praying for an addiction to be broken. It's been 26 years of struggle. And then okay. we're praying for Robin okay, uh, with respiratory infection. But she was able to tune in today. Awesome. We have people from all over the world, Shanita. And uh, people want to know, David, how can I get in, involved with the ministry? Do you all need any help? How can I pray for you? Um, they can send you an email at uh, mm -hmm. admin at davidheavener.tv. Yes. That's number one. So we can pray for you. If you'd like to pray with us, uh, get in contact with us. You can call us at 844-806-0006. If you'd like to be a financial partner, uh, you can just go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give. We sure could use it. But we want you to be a part of us and we want to be a part of your lives. Uh, you're as much encouragement to me out there, everyone, as I hope I am to you. We encourage mm -hmm. one another. Um, I'm just a part. I'm a part of the body, and so are you. All right, Shanita. That's right. Yeah, okay. you are, all of you watching are really the most valuable part of this ministry and wouldn't be here without you, and so we're so, so grateful. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, God bless you. Thank you.
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, folks, no more religious leftovers. No more spiritual hand-me-downs. We're not going to take the back of the bus anymore. Father, we're your people. We proclaim this morning that we understand for the first time that we are royalty. Lord, let us wear that spiritual robe with the mind of Christ. And Lord, this morning we repent that we have not given you the respect that you deserve as the one and only, the one and only true God. That we have respected and lifted up others more than we have you. We repent, Lord. We repent. We're sorry. But thank you, Lord, for forgiving us as we march forth as your warriors to take out the enemy to win the battle. And Father, you've you've heard the names, every name that Shanita spoke, the needs also Pray for Corey. Pray for Roxana. There's people out there struggling with addiction. Father, your children are struggling right now in the name of Jesus. I command any and all demons, you must leave your people right now. We cast you back into the pits of hell. The demon of addiction, the demon of perversion, the demon of lies, the demon of unforgiveness, the demon of sickness. And right now we command in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, your son, we're commanding a healing over your people right now. It's a mass healing. People are being healed. There's healings happening. And people don't even know that there's a disease, but right now you're being healed. There's cancer being taken away, aches and pains, conditions that the doctor said, you just don't have any hope. You wanna see what kind of hope I have? Just look and see. in grace how sweet the sound that saved that saved the rich the rich like me I was lost look now I'm found I was blind, I was blind, but now I see. Sing it with me. Just praise God right where you are. Praise Him. Praise God. 
I praise you, God. I give you the respect. I give you, I have the fear that, that I need to have, Lord, to approach the throne. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Just kneel right where you are and give him thanks. Repent. Pour your heart out. Let the tears wash. Let the tears wash away. Wash away the hurt. There's some of you out there God has laid on my heart that are having family issues. It's a broken family you're dealing with. Your children are angered. They don't want to talk to you separated from a loved one. God knows your pain. He sees your heart. He knows exactly what you're going through. This morning, right now, we're going to pray for your children and for your loved one, your spouse, for your family, for your in-laws, and for your grandchildren right now in Jesus' name. Father, I'm praying for the restoration of families this morning. Each and every person that's out there that's hearing my voice, that's struggling with a broken home, I'm asking right now, in Jesus' name, that the family will be restored, that miracles are happening right now, that right now people are waking up all over the world going, I need to call my mom, I need to call my dad. The children will be, will be reconciled with their parents. The people will be reconciled with their husband, their wife. You're praying for that grandchild right now that's suffering with addiction. We're praying for that child. You're praying for your children that's suffering with the, the perversion, with the confusion. We're praying right now and we're believing that there's restoration, healing, and deliverance. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God with me. Praise God. Praise God. Pray for my daughter, Denise. We're praying for your daughter, Jennifer. Hasn't seen her in 26 years. Right now, Father, we're praying for a restoration, for a reunion with Denise and her daughter, Jennifer. 26 years is nothing to you. It's just a blink. Show us your miracle, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for each and every person here. Praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I give you respect, God. I fear you as the one and only God. I want to thank you all for being with me this morning. I love you guys. I really hate to leave. You know, it seems like this time is so short. And um, uh, would you invite somebody next week to come and join us? Would you? It'd be so wonderful. Uh, I feel like God says things. Not I don't say them. I feel like God says them. He says them through you all, through chat. I look at chat, and I just see so many amazing things coming from God. And he's using you all. 
that we can pray for people and, and all it look you have a hundred sheep one goes away you leave the 99 you go after the one that's what God respects we go after the broken why because we are broken we've been broken all right if you'd like to support the ministry uh, I do this every week because we may have someone new may have someone new and by the way if you're new and you've accepted Christ or if you'd like to accept Christ well right now I'm just gonna tell you if you say God I accept you as my God and I believe that you sent your son to die for me Jesus I accept you if you've done that I want you to send me an email David at David Hebner dot com in the subject salvation and I'm going to be praying for you and I want to send you some literature um, and stay in contact with you um, perhaps you'd come back to God you backslid welcome back prodigal I've been there done that okay um, but if you'd like to support the ministry number one is sign up davidhevener.tv it's a platform over 900 videos that tell the truth uh, it's a way to, to support us it's the cost of a cup of coffee okay uh it's very and it will really really bless us for two reasons it's only five six bucks but it helps us financially but it tells me that you're there okay and and it, it it's encouraging these are new books this is story of my life deals with sra uh program multiples mind control in hollywood and this is the book on true power how to use your true power in these last days a lot of my teachings come out of this book i mean it comes out of the bible but it's in this book um, and then, of course, we have our DVDs, uh, End Times Investigation, eight hours of footage with uh, all of my friends, Ellie Marzui and Lisa Haven, Michael Lake, Mike Spaulding, Lake Great Rest Dizdar. We talk about Illuminati, New World Order, uh, Satanism, Antichrist, One World Government, all the things, astral projection, program multiples, everything you need here. This is um, Last in Angeles, episode one. You can catch it only on TV. Uh, and it has banned videos on here that's been banned that you need to watch because Satan doesn't want you to see them. Uh, just call 844-806-0006, text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or uh, you can just go to TV forward slash uh, order <coughs> or go forward slash give if you'd like to donate. Um, also, uh, folks, uh, uh, if you have prayer requests, again, send them to Shanita. Um, and if you have any questions at all uh, you want me to talk about on the air, I'll be happy to do that. Okay. Uh, and um, I just want to thank you all. I love you all. I appreciate you all. God bless you. And you know, you never really lived till you found some, someone worth dying for. And that's Christ Jesus. And I want you to tell people that. Okay. Tell people. Don't be afraid. You stand up at your workplace, in your school, around your friends. You make God number one. Never, ever, ever take that back seat of the bus again. All right? I mean, that's why I do what I do. That's why I make last evangelists, because I'm showing the world that we're, we're going to legalize Jesus. Not that Jesus is not legal. He is legal. But we're going to stand up and proclaim him. All right? We're going to stand up and proclaim that God is God. And someone says, Last evangelist, how can I uh, get involved and uh, just pray for us, number one. Number two, you can go to lastevangelist.com. You can help support us. That's how we're making the TV series. This next one is on the, vi uh, the, uh, the virus and the truth behind the vaccine and all that. That's going to be amazing. Um, okay. Thank you so much, guys. Um, thank you for praying uh, for us. Thank you for letting us be able to pray for you. 
Um, and uh, thank you just for being who you are. And I thank God for making you special and throwing away the mold. Okay. I love you guys. God bless you.